Hey, husband. Yes, wife. What do sharks say when they're really excited? What? Jawsome. Wow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Random Thoughts. I'm wife. I'm husband. And we are here today for bringing you the gaming news of the day and an exciting new game that Husband has been obsessively opening packs for. Well, normally I'm not one to open packs. Yeah, I I usually am the one that has the luck, so I'm the one that opens the packs. Yeah, Lady Luck quite literally. Yeah, except Luck has uh, decided to favor Husband this week. Yep, but before Um, we get into that, we do have our usual stuff. Yes. So we don't want to break routine, wife. I know, but it's just... It's important it's, to have a routine. It has been an exciting week. It's hard to contain the excitement. Yes, believe me. <laughs> Trust me. I'm well aware. And, and I never thought I would be as excited for what is to come in this episode as I... Anyway. Let's, we'll get there. Don't All worry, right. wife. We'll get there. Husband, what's the news of the day? Okay, so... Several different things, actually. So, first off, we want to give a shout-out to Woodrow for putting up another great article. So, there's a new deck tech, if you haven't had the chance to take a look at it. It's over on our website. Randomthoughts.wordpress.com And it actually went up last week. Yes. Uh, but it's a deck, it's a Warlock deck that Woodrow expanded on from an idea that he had from, well, someone else's idea from a few years ago. I don't want to spoil too much because it's a really cool deck. It's something really interesting. It's an idea similar to something that I had tried, but he does have some unique flavor in there that I didn't consider. Yeah, um, it was definitely something I hadn't really ever thought about before. Um, And some of the new ways that we're incorporating the articles is really interesting, and Woodrow does a great job at showing off his talents. Yeah, so I wanted to give him a quick shout-out. I want to make a more conscious effort whenever we record to call out what's on the website as well. Because Sammy has been doing a great job for us on the Harry Potter front. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Sammy. And as we said, shout out to Woodrow. If anyone else is interested in contributing, either for WoW or for Harry Potter, or maybe some other games we'll talk about in a little while, uh, we definitely want to give everybody that opportunity. So definitely reach out to us either on Twitter, Discord, Facebook, Reddit, you know, all the usual stuff. All our contact information will be in the uh, show notes here. Yes. So... Moving on from there, we also, this isn't really tabletop gaming related, but I thought it was kind of interesting. This is correct. I'm so, assuming we're talking about the very exciting idea. So, yeah, it, for those of you who haven't heard of it, there's this computer game called StarCraft II. And for those of you who haven't heard of it, how? Exactly. Teach me your ways. So, if you were, I, I don't know, if you were quite literally living under a rock, like you were Tom Hanks and... What was it, Castaway? Is that the one where he talks to the volleyball? Yeah. yeah. If you were literally on a desert island for like the last 30 years or so. I really like your tan. StarCraft is another game produced by Blizzard, obviously. Uh, and that's kind of where it ties in. But it's a computer real-time strategy. Now, it was one of the, the seminal and genre and also generationally defining games in the first one. And the second one was a huge deal as well. Recently, there's been a pretty big resurgence in the competitive scene for StarCraft II. Now, 
that's not just at the highest level, it's also at, we'll call it the amateur level. Yeah, the fun level. So one of the cool ideas that they had, if you head over to Team Liquid, so just Google Team Liquid, you'll find it. They're one of the major players in Dota, in StarCraft, and, you know, basically Counter-Strike, uh, League of Legends, all the... all the Pick a game. Yeah, all the major esports games, they're a big player. They were, and still kind of are, one of the central hubs for StarCraft community. And they talk a lot about tournaments. One of the cool things that I actually got from a StarCraft podcast, and then I found it on Team Liquid is there's somebody in North America that runs a weekly tournament where you don't win money. No, you, don't, you win something so much better yeah, than you, money. You don't win money, you don't win swag, you don't get, you know, plane tickets to somewhere where it's not a qualifier for a bigger tournament. No, you win the greatest of all foods. You win pizza. So, <laughs> there are some obviously some rules, but I thought it was just a really cool idea and I kind of wanted to, to bring it up. You know, generally, random thoughts. So here's a random thought. There's someone out there, or someones, plural, orchestrating an online tournament that if you were in, I think it's the continental U.S. I don't think they do it internationally because there's probably, you know, weird rules and regulations. But you can compete, and if you win, they order you a pizza. Which, that's just so awesome. It's literally Um, called the Pizza Pie Weekly. Yeah. But so I thought it was a really cool idea. Like I said, I just wanted to call attention to it because it seemed really unique. We were we're always talking about uh, Stefan's organization and what he does for the Harry Potter group and the trophies that he has. And then uh, Logan has stepped it up this year with that awesome play mat and stuff and the promos. Yeah, there's like it, we have such a great building of communities, and this is just a way another community is growing. And feeding themselves. <laughs> Quite and literally. I'm like seriously debating learning how to play StarCraft right so, now. So yeah, it was it was a cool idea. Like I said, just wanted to bring up that random thought there. So uh, back on WoW for a moment, or maybe not just for a moment, but it came up in the Discord that 3VO, or EVO, it's 3VO, in Discord, he's also on Reddit, although I think he's pretty sure he has a different name on the subreddit, is merely six cards away from completing yet another set for the scan project. And the reason why, not the only reason, but one of the reasons why that threshold is important is that he's planning on releasing a bunch of other stuff for Tabletop Simulator once he gets those scans. Which is really exciting in helping the game continue. And it's really just a great idea being able to have this compendium of all the cards because as we've said before as everyone else has said before the website's dying yeah the both wow tcg browser although it has seemed to have stabilized uh and wowcards.info i definitely appreciate what they've done in the past what they continue to do for us but let's face it somebody is hosting those sites possibly paying for it and maybe one of these days they decide they don't want to do it anymore yeah so getting these other projects up and running and completed most importantly is going to be very important, both from a historical perspective, from a resource perspective, that if we can get it, you know, Google Drive is free. I'm pretty sure nobody's going to literally chew up an entire Google Drive, even with all the cards. I mean, if they did, that would be interesting. It must be the highest definition cards ever. So he's looking for, if I recall correctly, 600 DPI scans, which... 
I don't want to say any scanner can do, but I, there's a lot Close. of scanners that could do it. So if you can contribute and you'd like to, definitely check out the WoW TCG subreddit. Check out the WoW TCG Discord channel. You can find information on there. Again, it's 3VO3VO. And see if you can help out. See if you can you know, make your mark on the, the WoW TCG history by lending a hand. Yeah, and he's also pretty easy to find um, if you can't find him just by his name. Um, I have searched for, uh, I think it was WoW Scan Project, and it comes up that way as well. <laughs> as you would imagine, there's not a whole lot of Google hits for that. Yeah. It's going to um, probably be that. It's weird. <laughs> Uh, another thing I wanted to call out that came up recently because we had, again, some new people popping up in the WoW TCG Discord, and they were actually looking for more PvE resources. Yes. So in this particular case, Zarth Ben in the Discord has, again, a Google Drive where there's a whole bunch of player-created raids. So... Just the ones that I saw up there were Alterac Valley, Dead Mines, Eye of Eternity, Gruul's Lair, Skolomance, and Shadowfang Keep. Now, we've talked about some of these before, but mm -hmm. we haven't in a while. No, we haven't. And um, I really think one of the coolest things about WoW itself is the idea of the raids. Yes. Um, and it's definitely a very unique aspect. Building on what we have, I don't want to say the actual ones are... are very limited, but they there's just not enough of them. I well, it's more. always good to have variety. Yeah, and, and so this is a great way to get some new variety. And I'll be honest, I know that some of the people we've interviewed have expressed interest in trying to redo some of the existing ones, which I think would be worthwhile. So they, they being Blizzard, in WoW proper, had brought back Anixia's Lair at certain points. Mm -hmm. So it's worth, I think, I know some effort was going to go into redesigning Ice Crown Citadel which is obviously an iconic one. I think if somebody upgraded Anixia, even just changing out cards in the deck so that it's a little bit more difficult or, you know, anything along those lines would be worthwhile. So I wanted to give a quick shout-out to everybody who's making efforts on that end. So moving on from there, our last news item is actually something for us. Yes. So you want to tell the good people, wife, what we've been working on? Well, um, we mentioned it a little bit last time. Um, but we are moving ever closer into joining the 21st century and adding more video content. Which we actually kind of segues into our next topic. Yes. So this past Sunday, at the time of this recording, I sat down for a very long time. Yeah, like seven hours. Literally about seven hours with TCG Rollout on YouTube. You can find him at TCG Rollout on Twitter as well. He is one of the more prominent community members in the Transformers TCG community. Yes. So he has been doing daily videos for months now. Yeah. For Literally, when I say daily, I'm not exaggerating. Every day he has a video out on Which YouTube. Power to him, because yeah. that's hard. So he's been producing these videos. Initially, it was as we were getting our drip, drip, drip of spoilers. So he would talk about the card of the day. Now, for a while, it was getting a little tough because they were releasing three cards, missing five days, then releasing six cards. You know, like they had yeah. this really choppy rhythm. So now that it's fully released, he's kind of moved into some deck techs. He's He videoed a number of games at his release event. So definitely hit him up. Again, it's TCG Rollout on YouTube. You'll find it. You'll see the icon. You'll know it's Transformers-related. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, if you check out our YouTube channel... 
or our new Twitch channel, which just got rebranded. Yes, it is no longer um, husband's name anymore. So right. Winged Weasel is gone. It is House of Random. Yep, because we felt that was a, a little more fitting. We had tried, yep. You'd be amazed how long we sat there trying to come up with ideas because we're like, well, we could do this, but it doesn't sound right or it doesn't flow right when you say it sort of thing. So House of Random is our home on Twitch.tv. Really, it's our home, but... Well, for me it is. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so I am, just spoiler alert, it'll probably already... Well, the stream will have already happened. Yes. But the videos probably won't go up till after this airs. Yes, so and, look sometime next week. Well, no, I'm talking about a different project, oh. wife. Those videos oh. are probably going to go up long before this airs. All right. So... As I said, I'm going to try and get the videos of the stream, although if you go to the Twitch channel, you can watch the whole thing if you want to sit there for six and a half hours. I chopped it up so that it's at least broken up, because we did an entire set review, literally covered every card, mm -hmm. and it took a while. Yeah, so, you know, go play StarCraft, win yourself a pizza, and then come back and watch Husband's stream. Exactly. So, one thing that is going to happen before this goes up is another live stream, and we're going to be sitting down with actually a sort of WoW TCG celebrity. Yeah. And, um, well, not really we, because it's only going to be yeah, me. Yeah, it's only going to be you. I'm going to be away. But I want to talk about it, because I, I, he's a really cool guy. Husband mm -hmm. is going to sit down with uh, Scott Landis. Yep. Who, um, many of you know, he wrote a bunch of articles about WoW when WoW was still alive. He was writing for Mothership yeah, as was, well. Yeah. He um, kicked my ass up and down at numerous local <laughs> he, events. To be fair, he's taken a lot of names over the years. Yeah. No, he does, and I'm okay. I'm like I'm okay with losing to Landis. I'm mm. just saying it's happened. Um, he was the first major player that I played against at an event, and um, sat down. I played. I don't even remember what I played. I was so nervous. And I played, I got close, and then I lost miserably. And he goes, yeah, you were playing that completely wrong. And then he showed me how to actually play my own deck. And then I proceeded to do very well for the rest of the session. But so it, I really like Landis. Yeah, it's it sound. you know, when somebody says, well, they told me how to play my deck, it, it almost sounds insulting. No, I don't but mean it's it that not. way. Yeah, no, he was like, you. he's like, how, how often have you played this game? I was like, this is the first time I've sat down with these cards ever, and I'm very nervous. But that, it, we've said it many times before, and Landis is an example of it, of the WoW TCG community and being very helpful, being very forthcoming, yeah. and being very supportive. Yeah, he he's always been very supportive. He used to let husband bounce ideas off him all the freaking time, yep. as husband does ad nauseum. <laughs> um, and he's a really cool guy. Um, and hopefully you will enjoy listening to him and husband talk about the new excitement in their lives. So, quick thing about Landis, he's also positioning himself to become another major player in the Transformers TCG. He's actually set up a website and has a couple articles up as well over at VectorSigma.info. So, for you Transformers fans out there, that's going to sound really familiar, VectorSigma, all one word, dot .info. Yes, and for those of us who have no idea what they're talking about, we'll smile and nod. Go to TF Wiki and do your homework, wife. Uh, you know, you had these assignments. We do this every time we record. You know <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there. Read the Harry Potter books. No. Just read the Harry Potter books. I watch the movies. They're no. basically the same. Uh, no. 
You know, they're probably better. I mean... I, I hate you so much. In fact, I think the third one's probably the best one. I... Uh, <laughs> I... He's... He's... Can, I... Does anybody... Can you hear the sound of one stroke happening? Husband anyway. sleeping on the couch, which is unfortunate because our couch is super broken and you're a terrible person. You should not make your wife have an aneurysm. Um, yeah, that's just not nice. Anyway. So, moving on. <laughs> so, what we wanted to talk about today was actually the Transformers TCG because I got to play in a release event. We opened a whole bunch of packs. Uh, we built a whole bunch of decks. Yes. And... Here's the thing. So let's start, because there's a bunch of different things I want to cover, Wife, that I want to get your thoughts on it, because we've talked about it a couple times before. Now we have the cards in hand. We can really say for sure, me being the huge Transformers fan, you being the shackled Transformers fan. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's a good way to put it. You. The reason I say that is because you don't mind Transformers, but it's obviously not your primary fandom, right? No. Um, I have watched the Transformers. I preferred the original cartoon to watching Michael Bay blow things up. Well, I'll, I'll get this out of the way just so we don't have to say this every time. Every person I talked to had the same opinion at all the events and everywhere else about the Michael Bay films. I mean, they're fine. They were, they were Were they? They were good. Were they no, okay, here's how I'm putting it. <laughs> they were good. I'm walking on the boardwalk. It's a summer night. It starts to rain. I need to go into a movie theater, and that's what I watch. I'm not confident that's even true. But here's so here's what I'll say about them. I first one was fine. Obviously, I think most people agree they they degraded over time. Yeah, like they 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 peaked on the first one. Now I know there are people that will say that is not the peak, and we could get into discussions about it. But that's not the point. What I do appreciate that they did is they drew so many people into the fandom that it helped fund other parts of the fandom. Let's face it, Transformers was known, it was a quantity, but how many people... You, like, you could see people wearing Transformers gear now. Go Never back to 2005, happens. and yes, you might see somebody at a convention, maybe, but... It brought it back into the limelight. It brought in a lot of cash flow. Yeah. And that allowed things like Transformers Prime, Transformers Animated, this card game, the video games, all the other stuff to exist because at the end of the day, they're a business. they got to make money. Yeah, and let's be fair. A lot of, you know, the younger generation, I know we're sounding like old fogies right now, weren't going to go... What do you like, mean we, Kimosabi? You're older than me. Anyway, <laughs> they weren't going to go. Netflix wasn't really a thing. They weren't going to be able to go watch the 1984 film, and I doubt anybody's going to Blockbuster at that point to go rent. Is Blockbuster even a thing then? When I did it, it officially was. die? I think it died. I mean, technically it's not dead, but... Oh, there's only one left now. The second one closed. Well, well yeah, um, it's only been one for years now. No, there's been two up until like two months ago. Anyway. Um, but they <laughs> they weren't going to go rent a cartoon from the 1980s. Yeah. And so it was a way to get the no, new generation in, and now they have Netflix, and now they can go see the new stuff. No, here's how you feel, old wife. There are people today, in 2018, that are now old enough to feel nostalgic for the 2007 movie. Those people could be of drinking age right now and have been, like, 10 years old, 11 years old. Yeah, well, 
I'm, I mean, I wasn't alive for the um, cartoon, G1 cartoon, like some people in this room were, so I'm okay. Anyway, was it because you're a thousand and you were in your coffin? Like She's a vampire. Is it like the um, Underworld <laughs> movies where, like, my coffin yeah, you rotates rotate. which one comes out? Yeah, exactly. You can only have one, like, master vampire at a time. You can't have... That, that's oh, just sweet. ridiculous. So that, means, that makes me a master vampire? I'm okay with it if I'm a master vampire. Well, that really depends which coven you happen to align with, I guess. I don't know. I, like, we'll figure this out later I off I haven't air. seen under... Uh, like, I haven't seen those movies in years. Anyway. So, point is, is that, to bring it back to Transformers, I think that... The movie served their purpose. They brought everything back to the limelight. And now, years later, we have this card game, which, A, I had a lot of fun at the release event. It was a lot of people in general. Like It, it had a, a significant chunk of people there. Everybody was a big Transformers fan, including people that don't typically play card games. People came out because it was Transformers, and it brought... So, it sounds weird... Because everybody listening to this probably, it obviously you played card games before. You probably actively play one now. Yeah. Try to think if you were somewhere between 25 and 35, or even older, potentially, because some of the, the people that were there were dads. So my point is that if you are at that point, and you have never set foot in a gaming store before, that could be a big step for you. You know what I mean? Like that's Yeah. I I definitely know what you mean because I experienced that in a different way of I had never really experienced when I hadn't experienced games and mm-hmm. stepping into it at any age is a little exactly. big step. And it's it's something new, it's interesting and especially if you haven't really played any card games before. It's a whole new way of thinking. It's a whole new mentality, and it messes with you in a good way, but it does mess with you. So, it obviously, as I said, we got a bunch of people, people that were super enthusiastic about it, people that were Transformers fans, t- Transformers toy collectors, whatever, that said, wow, I really like card games now, and now they're in the door. And on top of it, every report that I'm seeing is that the game has sold out virtually everywhere to the point where there were local stores that ordered, say, 12 cases. They only got six yeah. because the, the distributors were just sold out. Yeah. I um, I ordered a few uh, boxes because it was a very special day for husband recently. Um, he got super old. And I went in and I, I had been one of the first people to pre-order and I was one of the only people guaranteed their pre-order because I had done it so far ahead of everybody else. So that's both good and bad. Uh, the yeah. good news, obviously, is it's selling well. It's popular. There are a lot of people interested. The bad news is, as you would imagine, product scarcity. So some of the prices are getting inflated. They'll obviously yeah. drop off over time. But one of the other things that we've had with other games is, and this was not a... I mean, it's tough to describe. I, I don't want to say artificial scarcity, but when we were playing Dice Masters... Mm-hmm. First set came out, and it just so happened that there was a dock worker strike. Yeah. So as a result, a whole bunch of product literally never made it to the U.S. Yeah, it, it, like, there were reports of it, it was just sitting, like, right off the side of the factory. Obviously, there were a lot more important things than Dice Masters that didn't make it because of it, but Mm -hmm. 
how it impacted the game is it really made it difficult for people to get in when you literally can't even buy the product. Yeah. So I, I'm sure, to my knowledge, there's nothing like that going on. I'm sure Wizards has, which, oh, by the way, this game is produced by WOTC, and Marrow and all the other big names for Magic were involved in designing it. So you know that they have the pedigree. Yeah, they both have the pedigree, and apparently they have the Transformers knowledge and nerdum. Yeah. And they were all really excited about this project. I mean, maybe that's hearsay, but from what I heard, they were all really excited to work yeah. on Transformers. So the point is is that hopefully they planned ahead a bit and will get that part squared away. I'm sure yeah. they will. So one other thing that came up before the game was released, and this is where we can kind of segue into what it's like to play the game, is that a lot of people read the rules sheet, which is almost literally a single page. We read it on air, whatever the first episode was that we did for this, and there's not... The base rules are exceedingly simple. Yeah, they are really simple, but I don't... Simple sounds bad. They're clean. That's literally what I was going to say. You took the word out of my mouth. They are clean cut. There's no, like, oh, well, you know, if every second Thursday of the month you rotate your car, like, you know, No. It's, this happens, then this happens, then this happens. It's super clean, which I love, because there is nothing worse than sitting down at a relatively new game that you're learning and finding out that, no, this, like, there's a random obscure rule ruling on page 36 that's going to come up. Which we've had with other games, and it was a source of frustration. Eventually, you get past that, but... We played games yeah. for a long time, so we know, okay, well, I can see where this is going. I'll deal with it. There are a lot of people who go, you know what? That sucks. I'm yeah. not, no, get rid of it. This game was made so that you could pick it up, but here's the thing. People always go to chess. I like to use Go as an example. It's very simple to learn, but there is an astonishing level of depth. Yeah. Staggering level of depth. So... Here's the thing. There are a lot of different facets for this that are going to impact deck building. There are, and it's not just the obvious thing. So we're going to get into it in a minute with what wife really liked so far that we've I'm been playing so with. I'm so excited to talk about this. But even such things, literally swapping a single card out of your deck changes a lot of math because of the way combat works. So you're flipping cards from your deck for combat. So you want, when you're attacking, offensive stuff when you're defending. Orange. Defensive stuff. Blue. And, or maybe, depending on your composition, you may want critical hits. White. So, depending on, you know, changing the single number changes all of those ratios. That's before you consider, what does the card actually do if I play it? Or how does it interact with the starting characters? If you swap out, if you have a four-wide team with four starting characters, say four, think of them like heroes... You start with four heroes and play. You swap one out, put in a different one. It changes everything. Yeah, there's a lot of depth. And then the sequencing, like actual gameplay. So that's all deck building. Actual gameplay, what order you had, like actually sequencing your plays is incredibly important. Yeah, it's... You can catch your opponent, blow them out if they misplay. Yeah, um, the first round that we played, I went in with one character that I probably shouldn't have gone in with on turn one, and that 
really influenced how I had to play the game the rest of the way. Whereas, mm -hmm. it like there's the whole I, I'm using chess because I don't know how to play Go. Depending on what pawn you move first is gonna really run the rest of the game. And this is the same idea. Whatever hero you're gonna attack with first, that's gonna be it. And this is gonna. We'll leave this as the last thing to segue into what you want to talk about, Wife, which is really the different deck themes. But matchups will matter and change the way you play, which, yes, that's true in every card game. You're, if you're playing an aggro mirror, or even just, not necessarily a literal mirror, but against another aggro deck, you need to figure out who's the beatdown, and it's going to influence your plays. Yeah. Compared to where you're playing against a control deck, and you're playing aggro, okay, you're the beatdown. But in this, it's not just who's the aggro, who's the control, it also appears to be, well, what is their team comp? How are they actually trying to win? How do I both deal with their kill condition and preserve mine? And, like, you could have three characters and you think you might have an idea of what your opponent's win condition is going to be, but instead of focusing on the one character that you thought was going to be their primary win condition, they're focusing completely on another one, and it just blows your mind. It's really exciting. It's now, fun. A lot of this is still very young. The game sure. literally released this past Friday. Yeah. So we're talking... Now, the spoiler has been known, or most of the spoiler, for a while, but it's incredible the things that we're discovering because the game plays so different. So if you played Magic and then you jumped into WoW, I think you'd trans... Or vice versa. You'd transition, not seamlessly, but pretty close. Yeah, there's a pretty straight line you, from one You get other. it, and it makes sense, and you have already have all this knowledge of how this one works, so you can apply it there. This is so drastically different. Yeah, this is like a trapezoid as opposed to a straight line. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like this is way more... Way deeper than WoW. No. Or way deeper than Lightseekers or whatever. I just I think they're more they're on completely different planes, so yeah, to speak, or sticking with the geometry sort yeah, of it's, analog. It's definitely different, but it's not so absurd that it's taking you out of it right. by being different. It's you, just you think about things a slightly different way and it's not I don't find it jarring, really. Well I think one key thing that we've found is that at least so far, the misplays and the mis excuse me, the mistakes have been relatively obvious. It's like, oh well, I I did this a couple turns ago, and if I hadn't had done this slightly differently, it would have came out this way most likely. And then, okay, I know that for next game. So you can definitely feel yourself growing as you're playing the game. Yeah, and you can find yourself growing very quickly, which yes. is really cool. So. Before we keep digressing on that, let's talk... Do you want to start with your favorite team, or do you want to keep let's, that... Let's just talk about it in general. Okay. Um, so, there are a lot of ways to deck build in this game that are super fun, because a lot of it comes down to themes. Now, those of you who have listened from our WoW days know that I liked orcs. I liked murlocs. I liked themes. I like teams. I like gangs. I don't know how you want to put it, but I like them. <laughs> And it's fun, so, um, like, there are cards that boost all your airplanes. There are car cards that boost all your cars. There are cards that boost all your tanks or your dinobots, which I'm, um, learn I, I shouldn't know as much about dinobots as I do, but dinobots. So the, the and... Well, 
for so the, like what wife is getting at right is the tribal theme is obvious and crucial in a lot of scenarios. So each of the the hero cards, the character cards, obviously have two sides. One's their bot mode, one's their alt mode. Each of them are assigned certain tags. So you might have Demolisher who's ranged when he's a tank. And then he also has the tank trait. But then when he transforms to his bot mode, he's melee. Yeah. Because he's running up and punching people. As compared to other ones where maybe they're melee in both modes, or they're ranged in both modes, or they're a leader, or they're a specialist, or they're this, or they're that. And then, like Wife was saying, other cards will interact with those specific keywords. They're not quite keywords in the sense of, say, ferocity. Mm -hmm. But they are key traits, we'll call them, that then drive both how your deck is built, and if you know what your opponent's playing, maybe you know that there's... They need to use RC, who's a motorcycle, but they also have turbo boosters, which keys off of cars. Okay, well, maybe I want to shut off their access to their cars, mm -hmm. so I'll target down their cars and isolate RC. Yeah. Not saying that's exactly a good plan, but, you know, just kind it's, of an example. Yeah, it's an example of a plan. So, one of the traits that is we're going to talk about now is Insecticons. Yes! So, Insecticons, for those of you who aren't familiar... Their first appearance was a plague of Insecticons back in G1. There were three of them, but there were a lot more. And in this case, the best build seems to be playing four. Yes. So, um, moving from there, I never thought I would say it, but I really like bugs. Yeah. Or at least in this game. Um, I still will make husband get a new. There, I'm sure it. there's a way we could come up with a biblical name for this, considering like half the team is locusts. Like, we've had crickets, this debate on whether or not they're crickets or, or grasshoppers. I don't know what they are. All I know is they're bugs, so I'm trying not to think about that aspect of it. Anyway. Um, but, so, um, we sat down. I knew Husband Deep Inside really wanted to play the Dinobots, so I thought I would take one for the team. I don't think we play... even played the Dinobot step. I, I know, well, I assumed that that was what you were going to be really excited to play, considering the amount of Grimlock shirts that you own, but anyway. Um, so, I was like, okay, well, I'll play Insecticons. I had opened a bunch of packs where Insecticons happened, and they were a thing, and alright, sure, whatever. Oh my goodness, they are so much fun to play. So, um, the ones that I played with was Insecticon Scrapnel Insecticon Leader. Barrage, Ransack, and Kickback. I don't think any of them have duplicates other than Scrapnel, right? What do you mean duplicates? Like, there aren't. There isn't a um, different version of Scrapnel. There's no different versions of any of them. Cool. Basically, that only the... So, as you would imagine, Optimus, Megatron, Bumblebee, Starscream, the Evergreen guys, they have multiple different versions. So, you could theoretically build the Hive, and not be Insecticons. It could be a triple Bumblebee team. Because, Which would be hilarious. Or a multiple Optimus team, because yeah. that'll work too. And that actually looks playable, but before we digress, the point is that one of the, the rules is that you can't have literally the same card. So Optimus Prime Freedom Fighter could be on the team with Optimus Prime Battlefield Legend. Yeah. But you could not have two Optimus Prime Freedom Fighters on the same team. Yeah. So in this case, the Insecticons don't have that potential issue. Down the line, presumably, we'll get different versions of them. But these ones... So here's the thing. The, it appears to be, at this point, 
an aggro deck that also simultaneously can heal itself. Yeah, which is exciting. So it doesn't heal itself too much from cards. I'm not going to say that the like deck itself doesn't heal itself. Well, the way we have it structured, but you could build you it... You could. That, so this game tracks damage similar to WoW. So you win by defeating all of your opponent's characters. So they have a starting health, and as they take damage, it decreases. Yeah. Once it hits zero, guess what? They croak. Yeah. Um, so one of the ways you can pseudo-heal is you can move um, when uh, Ransack is in his... when he's flipped into his bug form. I'm calling it a bug form because that's <laughs> what it is. Um, you can move two damage for, uh, counters from another character to Ransack. Why would I want to do that, you say? Because I'm just killing Ransack faster. Well, because when you flip him over to the other side, um, his his strength, his uh, damage counters, his attack. his attack, there we go, that's the word, is equal to the number of damage counters on him. So he has 8 health. Okay, so I have 7 damage on so me. So let's take a step back and talk about how you deal damage yes. in this game. So combat works roughly like this. You compare your attack stat plus any other modifiers to their defense stat plus any other modifiers and then do the difference in damage. So obviously the higher your base attack, you're starting off with more damage. Every combat, both you and your opponent flip over the top two cards of your deck. Any offensive orange pips that you get help your attack. Any defensive blue pips that they flip over helps their defense. Now, you could have equipment or other things that modify it, such as, we'll say, kickback's ability. So what we found so far is most, and somebody had done a bunch of numbers, it seems as though cards or attacks tend to do between 7 and 9 damage. And then you subtract whatever the defender's defense is. Mm -hmm. Well, kickback starts with a base 0 attack, but in addition to the two cards that you flip over, he also flips over an extra two for every other Insecticon. So at base level, he's flipping over eight cards compared to everyone else's two. Which is so exciting. So you have Ransack, who he'll damage Sponge and then be humongous. Yeah. You have Kickback, who is punting people left and right. Yeah. You and have... Um... Scrapnel, who's kind of like the tank. He is. Um, so Scrapnel forces... you. He can't take more than three damage at any given time through combat. Yeah. So he'll just stand in front and soak damage for you. Um, and you have Barrage, who can flip two more battle cards in bot mode. Or, yeah, in bot mode. I'm getting this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning the... The one logo. that looks like a bug is alt yeah. mode. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, or he can get pierced too, which, so he does minimally two damage, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're playing against, I don't know, a tank that has a ton of armor, it's a way the to get through it. The tanks are pretty tanky. Yeah. One, tank, one like, could say it's, it's literally, it's so what it sounds like. It comes back to, we were talking about the tribal themes. In general, the themes make sense. The Insecticons want to play a team with a lot of guys. Because they're swarms of bugs. Yes. The tanks have a humongous defense compared to everyone else. Because they're tanks. The planes are mostly ranged and they go pew, 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 pew. Yep. 
And um, the Dinobots roar and smash things. Yes, yeah. there's literally a card called Dino Wait. Chomp. So yeah. if you check out VectorSigma.info, as I said, Scott Landis is putting together a bunch of articles. His very first article is on a Dinobots aggro deck that uses or focuses on the keyword bold. Yes. Bold is an offensive keyword that for every instance of bold, so you'll have bold one, bold two, mm-hmm. bold five in the case of Dino Chomp, you flip over an extra card while attacking. As you would imagine, if you then fill your deck with all attack cards or cards that provide attack stats, well, with the Dinobots, you can get to, I think he said, bold 17. So you're Which flipping over insane. 19 cards. And you're basically biting things in half yeah. with Grimlock. Which, by the way, don't freak out because we have mentioned this before, but I kind of forgot last time. You get to shuffle your your scrapyard back in. Yes. Big, big deal because there was a while I was freaking out that I was going to run out of cards and I forgot that I couldn't. But can we talk, because we mentioned the Dinobots, can yes. we talk about my favorite artwork on a card? Oh period? yeah, what's that? Um, so, for those of you who have it, go look up Ramming Speed. It is straight up just Grimlock bashing his head into things. Yeah, he's headbutting and, people. Um, that makes me happy. I the, don't know why, but so it makes me happy. So, quick call out to the art. All of the character art, so all of the Transformers, is from the digital card game from a few years ago. I think it was Transformers Legends. So, it's it's actually really cool art. But all of the battle cards, so the stuff that actually goes in your deck, is from the comic books. Yes. From the IDW series, which if you haven't read it, you definitely should. There's some great stuff in there. And the artwork is spectacular. Guys, I'll, I'll admit, I don't read comics just because they're not terribly intuitive for me. Um, they're difficult for me to read. And I really like the IDW Transformers comics. And I am not a Transformers person, per se. So, At least not as much as the person sitting across from me. Well, it's hard to be more of a Transformers fan than I am, wife. Yeah. So, what wife is getting at with her Insecticon build is that you can really get into the deck you're playing. So, cars, actually, if you liked the old G1 cartoon, the G1 cars, led by Cliffjumper, in a lot of cases, or it could be by Wheeljack, or there's a Mirage build, there's a number of different builds, they... They're really strong. You could play the classic Seekers, Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp, and they get a lot of support. Or you could go super wacky and play Shockwave, which, given he's the mad scientist, it feels appropriate that his deck is wacky. Or you could play Nemesis Prime and Cosmos. So Autobot Cosmos actually kind of builds a deck himself. You gotta see the card. So... VectorSigma.info actually has a card database, or you could head over to the official Facebook group, just search for Transformers TCG on Facebook, and they have a bunch of albums with all the cards. Or head to your friendly local gaming store and pick up a bunch of packs, because seriously, the game is a lot of fun, and I think a lot of people went in because it really was advertised, and I think it's the stigma around it is that it's going to be very simple. But... It's one, again, chess is, I don't want to say it's super simple on the surface, because yes, you have to learn how the different pieces move, but it very quickly spirals into super levels of complexity. The same with a lot of other games, but this one especially, 
it's going to surprise you when you shuffle up some cards and play and figure out, okay, yes, my plays really do matter. The decisions I'm making really do influence the outcome of the game. Yeah, and the order that you make those decisions matters. I'm not going to say more than most games, more than other games, but it definitely matters more than I think I have ever personally experienced unless I was playing like a combo deck. Well, I mean, um, the some of the decisions, and it's tough because, you know, we've been playing WoW for so long that it can feel like the decisions don't matter because it's so second nature of, oh, well, obviously I do this on turn three because then on turn five I want to do this. So you set it up. Mm-hmm. But you had to learn those things to yeah. know it. And I think that's what's happening here. The inclination is that people are going to look at the single-page rule sheet, they're going to look at the cards... They're going to see the IP, and they're going to say, well, this game is for eight-year-olds. Yeah, and but, it's definitely not. I mean, it is at well, the I end mean, of the day. Can, but, they can play it, but I would say everybody would have fun with it. And that's the thing. It's not just, it's not only that. It can be more, and that's the fun part, is that we're discovering these things, and it's exciting to try all this stuff out and to go back to the release event Every person that I talked to agreed with me when I was saying, I'm really excited to go home and try all of these cards, which is not something you usually say about a game. Yeah, there's usually a bunch of cards that are like, nah, whatever, like they were put in to fill the packs, and but, that's about it. So to give you a reason why, so we talked a, a little bit about combat. Some cards will have orange pips, some will have blue pips, offense and defense. Some will have white pips, where they allow you to flip more cards. Some will have no pips. Some will have double pips, so they'll have two orange or two blue. Some will have an orange and a blue. Oh, and there's enough space for them to have three in case they want to play around with it later. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Now, here's the the thing that makes it really interesting, and how all these decisions... Most of the cards that have double pips have weaker effects when played because they give you the advantage of you getting extra pips when you play them. The ones with no pips have really crazy powers, but they give you nothing in combat. So the decision part comes in, say it's on an upgrade, which would be an equipment in WoW, uh, an enchantment in Magic, or you know, a buff in Lightseekers. Mm-hmm. Something that stays in play. You put it on a guy. Yeah. In those scenarios, if it's a good upgrade, but you want the pips to be in your deck to flip, now there's a decision point of, do I play this? Because now it reduces my chances of hitting it. You're only talking about a 40-card deck. And at any given time, you know, depending on how you're shuffling, how much bold you have, how much tough you have, other effects, it can definitely influence things. Yeah, you can miss things, you can overdraw things, and it's really... It's really fun. You got me liking a Transformers thing. Yes, I did, wife. And it's actually, unfortunately, going to put more plastic in our basement because I was going to eBay some Transformers just because it's, ah, well, I haven't, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of this guy, but, you know, I got it years ago and he's kind of cool, but maybe he'll find a better home. You know, somebody else will, will like him more. But then and now I, he's excited again. But now I want to like, oh no, this is my team. I'm going to keep these guys and I'm going to bring them and they're going to show up at every game. Yep. So, yeah, we're going to yep. have more plastic. Just just no more sound waves. 
all the sound waves. So I still need to get waves. the Lincoln Park one. I still need to get the clear one. I need Lincoln to get Park the gold one. Wave. Yep, there's a Lincoln Park sound wave. First off, I want the one that turns uh, into a tablet. I need to get there's there's a list, wife. Yeah, um, husband likes sound wave. So anyway, uh, I really I you know I was gonna like this game anyway. Yes, you were. But I do feel relieved to some extent that it isn't just well it's transformers they're gonna buy it yeah so let's just slap it together and call it a day yeah i think for husband if it had been like that it would have been one of those i'm gonna love this game but i'm not gonna be happy about it yeah now you're he's actually happy about it well I'm excited to play it. So there are already so one of our local places. Well, that's not really local. It's like two Pseudo hours away. It, it's local in that we could drive to it. I guess yes. as opposed to like Gen Con, where that's we I, would, o- I have this. We only would have to stop to get gas once. Yeah. So they're running. They're going to run a tournament for a case later in the year. Uh, there's no official organized play at this time. But I think that these sort of events and the fact that it's selling out everywhere and that their Facebook group is blowing up and, and this is exploding. And, and like check out our Twitter at RandThoughtPod for some interesting back and forths between husband and their uh, their Twitter team. Speaking of which, good that's good that you brought that up, Mike, because you reminded yeah. me. So I've been tweeting at their account, and this was before the release officially happened and you know they would reply with goofy gifts and things like that but i specifically asked them is there going to be a presence for this game officially at pax unplugged coming up in november yes so they respond with a yoda gif of you will see (laughs) so i'm very excited i'm certainly hoping they're not just messing with me because i'm sure there's either if there's not a Corporate directive, maybe they, it's a marketing thing. They you know don't yeah. want to let anything slip until well, it officially happens. I'm happened. trying to think of like the other games that we play that aren't dead, like the live games that we play. Have any of them officially confirmed that they were going to be at Unplugged, or well, is it all like unofficially? Official? Okay, so if there are any people who have anything to do with Unplugged, for the love of heaven, can we have the like the event list more than ten days in advance? Yeah. I know that's not literally what it is. But it feels like it, though. It felt as though we didn't know what was actually going to be there last year. Now, granted, it was the first year, so I was cutting them some slack. But it felt as though we didn't get the actual event list until November. And the event was November 30th. Yeah. So, 30 days away. Yeah, that's... It got rough. Now, maybe it's because we're used to Gen Con, where, okay, the event, we're, we're you know chomping at the bit and ready to see the event schedule months in advance and so is everybody else, but it still comes out months in advance. Yeah, and I don't know, I like having the list month. It helps you get excited, plus husband and I, husband a little bit more than I are both planners, so we like planning it out. And for Unplugged, I kind of thought at least a little bit last year, like we were going in a little blind, had no idea what we were doing, and then we kind of stumbled on things that we really enjoyed. Yeah. Now, for us, we've mentioned it before, Unplugged is kind of our cool-down con. Yeah. So, because there aren't, currently at least, any major things happening at Unplugged from a competitive perspective. Yes, there are events there and there are tournaments, but it's not retro wow champs it's not the harry potter world champs it's not light seekers nationals or you know whatever other big event that 
you know, there's a lot of stuff on the line. But by the same token, I don't want to just literally wander around. Yeah. I want to go there for a thing. So I'm very anxious to see what the Transformers team has in store. Now, to be fair, we found some really... We discovered some games by just wandering around. Okay, if the Necronomicards guy is there again, I just want to buy it on site. Yeah. This time. Uh, Necronomicards, super fun game. Um, I would call it a drinking game, except you can't actually do it when you're drinking because it's kind of difficult to see if <laughs> anybody gets double vision in your group. Yeah, it's a because uh, there are definitely some things that you have to pay attention to visually. So it could definitely. Well, I guess that maybe that's part of the fun. Yeah. I don't well, know. we'll talk about Necronomicards later because that is a game that I do want to bring up, but because it's super fun. Mm. But um, back to. All the excitement coming up. So we have PAX Unplugged. Hopefully the Transformers game shows up. Mm. I'm we sure have, they'll have something. Yeah. We have a lot of events coming up for it locally. So we'll be able to discuss it a little bit more in depth and in exactly. detail. Um, and I will hopefully be able to show up to some of these events. Because unfortunately I was not able to go to the uh, starter event. The well opening event. The release. Release. Is that the word you're looking for? Yes. Well, I think opening event sounds better than release event. Does Personally, it? it does. Does it? Because you're opening the packs as you're playing. I think you're just saying that because you're wrong and you're trying to cover it up. Maybe, but I'm the wife, <laughs> so you should just agree with me anyway. No. No. It was worth a shot. Never going to happen. So, yeah, it, it is exciting because all these events are coming up because there is so much hype and that I think... They've done a good job as far as I can see now. Now, this is only, what, a week in, not even, yeah. of what we've seen, what we've played with. Maybe a few months from now, we're all going to scratch our heads and go, what were we thinking? But it doesn't appear to be that way right now. Yeah, and I'm really enjoying the discovery phase of this game. Mm -hmm. Discovering decks. Not that it's very hard to discover the decks, but it's fun to kind of tweak. Well, there are is a discovery to it because although you have those obvious themes of, well, I'm playing planes, so I'll play Bombing Run. Yeah. It literally has to be played for planes. Yeah. Because it references planes. Or Turbo Boosters, like we are talking about. Or Cliff Jumper, because he gets buffed when other cars die. Or, you know, all these cards that interrelate. Yes, there's a significant part of it that says, oh, well, you just auto-include these. But do you? Because... Again, you need to really consider, how do I map out my terms? How do I ensure that I hit certain percentages to make sure that I have enough aggressive pips, but also don't just become a glass cannon and croak mm -hmm. on the counterattack? One of the things that in Landis's article, spoiler alert, over on VectorSigma.info, is that he was talking about scripting your plays, so your first few turns and moves. He was comparing it to NFL football. Which, for those of you that are football fans or have played football, it's very common, and by common I mean basically everyone does this, that you script your first few plays on either side of the ball so you can feel your opponent out. So you could definitely, because you start with cards in play, mm -hmm. map out exactly, okay, well on turn one I want to lead with this against this matchup to try and encourage that. And then I'm going to react in this way. and then But then your opponent's doing the same thing. So it leads to that interactive gameplay. Yeah. And for those of you who weren't football fans and aren't football fans like I, we learned something today. 
Um, <laughs> I'm confident we've had that discussion before. I'm sure we have, and unless it's Drew Brees on the field, my mind goes a little blank, and I, yeah. Um, okay, so, Brees. Oh, you know what? If I, I could be so lucky. Um, <laughs> so, it's a really fun game. There's a lot of cool teams to discover and play with and you can say fun things i'm gonna have to learn insecticon talk now because really the only thing i know is me grimlock king and that would me be me grimlock no bozo yeah me grimlock no bozo grimlock king literally only line in transformers i know congratulations so we're gonna be watching the 84 movie a lot so wife can do her homework peace through tyranny that is actually a card, and it's really good. Yeah, I and that was really that was good. another thing that I knew. Um, or, or the I can't wait to, to I like wait barricade is the one that has to punish and enslave. Yeah, but he's right? from the movies; he's not in this. Okay, but whatever. That was really that was funny watching. I don't not funny. It was cool, badass. So they yeah they do have a lot of references as you would imagine. Like wife referenced uh, peace through tyranny is a card. Roll out is a card. You know, they, they yeah. have these things, or the way the artwork looks, it looks like Optimus Prime when he comes out of the shuttle and takes out all the in, in, uh, Decepticons as he's storming Autobot City right before he fights Megatron. There's a card called One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall. You know, they, they have, they hit all the points, yeah. or virtually all of them. So I'm really excited to see what they do, because the fact that they're using the artwork, which also... From the comics, which is also referencing and showing a bunch of characters that you wouldn't expect. So, they're not literally in the game, but characters like Tarn and Overlord and Tailgate and Cyclonus and all these other characters are on the art, which implies that they are consciously aware of it, and maybe we'll see some of these things down the line, which would be really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited. I really am. Um, and hopefully we will be able to give you some more Transformers news as we play in more events. I'm sure we will. But <laughs> for now, I'm wife. And I'm husband. Join us next time for more Random Thoughts. So for all other things Random Thoughts, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. At our website, randomsthoughts.wordpress.com, you can now find us on Facebook under the tag of Random Thoughts. Or find us on Twitter, at randthoughtpod. That's at R-A-N-D, thought, pod. And please feel free to reach out to us on Gmail at randomsthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. <laughs>